Alrighty, we are back, and it's my birthday. Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. Yes, it's my birthday. I am 24. I wore this holiday sweater because when the video releases, it will be Christmas Day. So I wore a Christmas sweater. It's one of my favorites, and it has llamas on it. If I can find the llama. Ah, there we go. It's on the top one. Because I was like, do I really gotta lift this shirt all the way up to see the llamas? No, I didn't think so. But yeah, it has llamas on it. I love llamas. So, sending them birthday wishes, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. But, as always, hey, I am Drea. And I've been legal for three years to drink alcohol. So, probably gonna drink some alcohol when I'm done here. Now, do not promote underage drinking. Just wanted to put that out there. Just saying. Sorry, they're making movement outside, so I got confused. Just dark for Sorry for the confusion. Now there's people outside my window, and I'm not happy about it. I hate when people are trying to fuck up my time. Just give me a moment, cause I don't know how long they're gonna freaking be there. And if they just move, I'd feel a little more safer. I definitely didn't go down the stairs yet. Mm. Okay. Well, I guess I'm gonna have to just deal with that. Restarting again. I'm still Tria. <gasps> Sorry for that literal like minute and 45 seconds of silence didn't know what the hell was going on i know that the sun is going down because it's like you know almost four but like fuck mm -hmm. okay anyway this is under these ultraviolet skies the podcast um you can follow me on social media you can follow me on instagram at under these ultraviolet skies pod or on twitter at ultraviolet underscore pod or you can become a patron on my patreon and that'd be cool so i can make content and i don't want to make content you know yeah but that's besides the point patreon patreon.com slash under these ultraviolet guys pod you can also find me and my merch on bonfire.com slash under these ultraviolet guys pod made merch that new one's still out it's been out for like a month now yeah saying put that out there um then you can also follow me on tiktok because i have tiktok now under ultraviolet skies pod there's only one video up they're all bad
it's okay. Anyway, so that's why I regularly scheduled a program before I got scared shitless. Excuse me, I burped that time. Okay, so we are going to talk about as soon as I fucking figured it the hell out because I'm so bad at this. We're gonna talk about Christmas holiday memories. Because when I saw this as an option to talk about, I remembered. And then next week, we're going to talk about New Year's resolutions, past and present. So, um, basically, the thing, my favorite Christmas memory, oh wait, that wasn't on Christmas. The one, the one I'm actually vividly thinking about is um, this time when I was like young. I was like under the double digits. I was probably like eight-ish, seven-ish, something-ish. Hmm. I also throw in a birthday memory too because my family likes to combine my presents because I'm six days away from Christmas. And that's fine. But it's also the only people I tolerate it from and no one else. Just saying. That's besides the point though. So, um my favorite Christmas memory that I can remember of I don't I mean I like Christmas I love Christmas so much that like literally that's what the fuck I've been talking about these past like couple weeks. But like I love Christmas so much. I don't think it's even because of the specific fanfare of it. I think it's more because of if on times I get to be with my family, my inter my intermediate family, not like the far fetched bitches, not them, but like yeah, it's a time to be with family. Good tidings to you and your kin, and you know, good tidings for Christmas and a happy new year. And we always hope it's happy when stuff happens. Life happens. The drama. That's besides the point. Um, I really think that the one I can remember now is low double digits. I remember it was Christmas, but there was nothing there. There was no presents, no nothing. There was nothing there. And um, we went to my cousin's house my cousin we actually don't speak too much anymore so we went to my cousin's house we had christmas dinner with them and when we came back still no presents and it's like when you're young you kind of like hope there's presents not expect it because i was definitely not that type of child i always hoped there was presents doesn't mean that there has to be just hope that there was um, I think the thing is, is that, um, there was, there wasn't, so it was like kind of disheartening because, oh, there's no presence, but then my brother, okay, okay. But then my mother came out with two large garbage bags filled with toys. One for me, one for my sister. And we had toys that year. And it was like disheartening at first, but then it was like... <laughs> presents. Because as a child, that's all the hell you care about. It's just presents. Why well, don't... Re- not When I was a child, I really didn't care about presents that much. I think the only thing I really cared about... Was that like, you know, we were together and such and seeing my grandmother on Christmas, on like the holidays and such. That's pretty much it. Sorry for the yawning, I'm always tired. Always tired. That's besides the point. Um, Took off from work because, you know. Fuck work. No, not really. Um, I took, I took three days off. I took the 17th through today off because 
I want my three days, honestly. And I think I deserve it. I'm not getting paid for it, which sucks because I, I have to be prepared for when the freaking snow comes and I cannot get the hell out of here. Can't get out of here. And my frick and the freaking buses don't run. Because I leave early and other motherfuckers don't leave early. So it's so like, I don't expect people to pick me up. My manager said that she would, but it's also like, girl, if you're not leaving at the time that I leave, don't pick me up. It's just pretty much it. So, yeah. I think. Um. Um, I think that was a very good Christmas memory because, like, I I pretty much saw nothing then throughout the day, basically, but barely even thinking about it, expected nothing to then come home to nothing to then magically there's something there. I think that was beautiful Christmas magic. (laughs) And since it's my birthday, I'm going to throw in a birthday memory. Um... I think the best one that I always remember because I always have, not always have, but I still have my birthday present. Um, I have a pig and I will show her to y'all after the break. That's not right now, but, um, I've got, I got her when I was five. My mother used to work at um, Gertrude Hawk. <laughs> yeah. She used to work at Gertrude Hawk in the mall in our town. And she used to work there. So for Christmas, she, not for Christmas, for my birthday, she got me one of the stuffed animals. And that was the only gift I, I believe that was the only gift I received that year. Or it was the only one I cared about. One of the other happened because... One or the other happened because I completely forget the rest of it after seeing that stuffed animal. I love that stuffed animal so much. I've had it for the past 19 years. I've washed it here and there. I've washed it here and there, but other than that, that's my favorite um Chris that's my favorite birthday present and favorite birthday memory I've ever received. Like don't get me wrong. Throughout the years, old friend not old friends, bitches I don't talk to anymore. I've gotten me presents throughout the years and other actual old friends have gotten me presents throughout the years. And then nothing amounts to that present specifically because I always remember her fondly and she's always here because I want to give her to my first child. <laughs> That's what I want to do. And she's about to be 20 years old next year. So, yeah. <laughs> You have to be 20 years old. And she's still in perfect condition. I've never ripped that. Literally never like thrown her out a window or some dumbass shit. Never like, you know, tugged or pulled at her. And whenever I got into like a fight with my sister. And we were like pulling the stuffed animals and shit. That girl knew it was mine. And I wasn't putting her in the middle. And she knew not to touch it. Because I didn't touch any of her damn shit. That was like her specifically. It wasn't like hours together. You know? So yeah. Um, I think those, I think those are both my memories, my favorite ones. Ow! Sorry, my back hurts a lot because I got an ass that is the fat. And it hurts a lot when I, because my ass is the fat. I, 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 I know, <laughs> it's awful. So, like last week, I said I was going to talk about my favorite show of all time, which is Doctor Who. Which, for my 16th birthday, I actually received the 50th anniversary movie special bullshit that they came out with that year. 
for my birthday. <laughs> so, another good freaking memory. <laughs> but my favorite one is the pig because I still have her. And I still have that DVD. But yeah. So, Doctor Who. This past season was mind-boggling. And I honestly didn't know what the hell was happening for like at least half of it. So, if y'all watch Doctor Who and y'all finished this season on AMC Plus, because the girl don't have cable, and I literally bought AMC Plus so I can see Doctor Who. Um, a girl is completely confused. I'm not going to lie. And also, if you did not see it yet, basically, spoiler alert, I'm going to put that in the description and the, in like, brackets <laughs> in the title. So, Doctor Who. So, freaking episode one, basically. Like, what the heck? Let me pull up another browser real quick. So I can type in AMC+. Okay. Honestly, I understand that AMC Plus has this new season on it. I don't know if they are putting the freaking um, New Year's episode on it, but I hope they are. I don't know if they are, though, so let's hope. Hi, I remember that. Sorry. Okay, that's just funny. That's funny. Sorry. I'm trying to not like click on the episode. Basically what the heck I'm trying to not do. Sorry that this, these freaking videos are always going to be so shaky because the thing sucks. Let's see if it'll do it without playing it. Ah! 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 Okay. Never mind, I did it, was playing it. Okay, so. This is season 13, of course. Season 13, 13th Doctor, love it, beautiful. A plus. So basically, this is called Doctor Who Flux. It's still the 13th season of Doctor Who, but they basically named the season. And it was, it was six episodes long. The last episode was freaking two weeks ago at this point in time so i'm over here like still in <sighs> over it so basically what happens is because i have to like look at look at the thing so i can like explain it because when i was trying to explain it to my mother i was confused i like i messed everything up so pretty much the Halloween Apocalypse is the name of the first episode. So basically what happens in the first episode is that the flux is coming. The doctor doesn't know that the flux is coming. The doctor's trying to do some other shit. Trying to figure out who the hell is Cabinista, which is a dog. <laughs> Not really a dog. It's, he's a, Lombard, a Lombardian, which is a dog-like species. So yeah. Um, basically, the Lombardians are trying to help the humans get off of Earth. <sighs> trying to get the get trying to get the humans off of Earth so that um they can get them to safety while the flux is happening. So while all this is freaking happening. While, while all of this is freaking happening, the doctor's trying to figure out basically who the hell she is because she... <coughs> I'm fine. 
because she found out last season that basically she had a whole different life before being the doctor who she is right now and apparently also being another woman which is nice and because she doesn't recognize a face of who the hell this person is she doesn't recognize who the hell this is because like where a time where you remember all the faces you've been and she hasn't so she was like what the hell who the hell is you then she found out that she's basically the timeless child who's not even a freaking time lord it's a completely separate species of she doesn't know what the hell and that's pretty much what the heck happened at the end of the last season so now she's trying to figure all that out which is how the halloween apocalypse happens and then the flux happens and she's over here like what the hell is going on so she tries to stop cabinista from the freaking um well cabinista and the lamparians from freaking um trying to invade the earth and then she found out that it's the flux and she's confused on what the hell the flux is. So she's trying to stop the flux and trying to protect Earth as best as she can. And then, um, for some freaking reason, the centaurs come into play at the end of the episode. And so that's where I got like a little confused at first. Because I'm like, the frick is this? <laughs> I was confused. I was confused for a minute. And um, she meets this new guy named Dan, and Dan is now one of her new companions that is like, you know, uh, on this whole journey with her while the flux is happening. And him and, him and Kevin is the, I do not see eye to eye, and it's funny AF. I love it so much. Just trying to keep the time on the freaking, whatchamacallit. On the recording time I have. So, what happens after that is that she did she did get to protect the Earth, use the Lamparian ships to basically um, create a shield over the Earth. So when the flux came by, like they were gonna be fine. So it did work, which is nice. It worked. So it worked, and then that's the end of episode one. So then, oh wait, no, I lied. You also meet this, um, they also meet this girl named Claire in episode one, and she knows who they are, but she doesn't know who she is, so then she's confused. You know? It was very confusing. You know? And then she's like, okay, whatever. All this stuff is going on. Sorry. All this stuff is going on. And she's like, okay, cool. We'll meet again later, basically. At another time. Which is fine. Whatever. And then Claire gets taken by a weeping angel. And then it's like... What the heck? Now there's a weeping angel involved? Confusing because the Suntars, the Weeping Angels, they're usually not both. Sorry, microphone. They're not usually both in like the same episode. They all the old and all the old slash classic Doctor Who villains usually get their own fucking episode. So that's why I'm like confused on why now there's like two things going on. But then after that, it's the end of episode one. So then in episode two, she meets Mary Seacole. And to anyone who's British out there that's watching this, you already know who the hell Mary Seacole is. But Mary Seacole is is basically... Is basically, like, a step further than Florence Nightingale. Why does Florence seem incorrect? Whatever, don't care. <laughs> But she's, like, a step further. Like, she actually goes out onto the battlefield trying to 
tries to help the wounded and the wounded of the um I'm literally already forgetting which war it was, and I don't care. It started with a C, whatever. Um, she basically helped the wounded of each side of the war, which was the war against the Russians and the British soldiers. But now it's not against Russia anymore because of the Suntars. It's now the Suntarans against the British mind-blowing because literally they were there for like three minutes <laughs> three minutes in the freaking last episode so that's why i was like confused i'm over here like what that makes no sense either and then so her dan and yaz all meet mary Seacole, and then dan and yaz disappear and then I was confused for a second. Because I'm like, what the hell is going on? This don't make no sense either. So. Yeah, I'm on the right track. So then this doesn't make any sense either. So. What happens is. Is that. Now, the doctor is just with Mary Seacole and some random British general that I don't care about. Because, honestly, didn't remember his name long enough to care. So, the doctor is with mysterious British general guy and Mary Seacole. And then Yaz gets taken to a planet called Time, which I don't didn't know until a little later. <laughs> then Dan's taken back to the present, which is 2021. And finds out about the Suntars and such, just like the just like the doctor did when she met with Mary Seacole. So, so the Suntars started all the way back from that freaking war and impeded themselves, like not impeded, but penetrated themselves into freaking history from that first point onto, you know, twenty twenty one. Because Dan also sees the Suntars, and apparently they've been ruling all of this bullshit forever for some freaking reason. And then Yas is somewhere completely different. And then Yas meets this guy named Vinder. Now, Vinder is a cool guy, and I like him. <laughs> Ow. My ear hurts. But, um, Vinder is this cool guy. I like him. He used to be like in the military on his home planet which i also don't remember the name of either they didn't mention it until way late in the game or i forgot which is probably the latter and both happened that's besides the point but then vendor was trying to say that the grand serpent bleh, the grand serpent basically was making a peace treaty with this other um, species and had some clauses in his peace treaty that was not to be known by anyone else in government so yeah basically what the grand serpent was like find these nine people five of them need to come back and four of them can just disappear make it happen don't care how just as long as they're dead so then that happened and then he told his uh, the guy who's ranked above him and then he was sent on his way onto a little freaking space needle in the middle of space is how i'm gonna freaking explain that <sighs> and then i will get back to the rest of vendor's little story in a hot second well not in a hot second but after our ad after our ad break so just wait like a little bit longer for that because we're not even to the nitty-gritty of it yet you know <laughs> it's really cool um again i will see you in like a minute and a half or some dumb shit i don't know some crap like that i don't remember oi no. No.
Sorry, I got hurt. <laughs> okay. Um, we'll get back to Dr. Who's story soon. I'm sorry. Okay, I'll see y'all in like a few. interacted with the flux pretty much in the first episode of course but then when the flux was about to consume him he got transported to the freaking planet of time too where the fuck yaz is right okay so yaz and vendor me cool bros so this little thingy this little robot bullshit (laughs) which is basically like a triangle that floats. Um, he's basically like he's a part of a clan called the Muri, which is also another race. And the and the Muri, Muri, and the Muri help time flow with ease and not all over the place like it used to once upon a time. Ooh, interesting, right? Okay. So then. I'm over here like, okay, when the hell did that all freaking happen? You know what I mean? When did all that bullshit happen? I need to fucking know. So then, what happens is, is that I get a freaking cut back to freaking, um, Swarm. And Azure. So Swarm, that was also in the first episode. We're talking about the second episode, but this also happened in the first episode. Swarm apparently is old friends. Well, not really friends, but like a bitch she, she used to know once upon a time. But she wasn't she like the first time. Or one of the few times, I don't know. Um from her past. And sorry. I hurt though, but I really had to yawn. So freaking, um, what happened was, is that freaking some bullshit. They used to freaking, you know, fight. He, She used to like, you know, fight him and shit. Well, not really because, you know, she has morals and shit. But he got locked up because of everything that happened. You know, there was this big freaking bullshit legend. This big legend around him that he was, like, you know, locked up here before time even, like, got started. Blah, blah, blah. You know. All that or something like that. So then what happens is, is that freaking... Um... Swarm was patient. Just like the Weeping Angels are. And it's weird. Because that makes no sense. Because what the hell? So, basically... Priminian War is what the hell the war I was thinking about, by the way. I forget. So, Swarm was patient. And he waited and waited. Years and years and years. Probably, like, about an eon or some shit. For all this stuff to happen and then for him to come back and do his thing like he does, which is, you know, deplete all living creatures of whatever energy they have and then dust. That's basically his thing. But that's besides the point. So what happens after that is that I'm over here and I'm like, what the fuck? 
I'm confused, as always. I'm always confused, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? So he's basically trying to do his thing. He brings back a freaking, um, whatchamacallit, uh, a species that is not, like, known anymore because they were, like, outlawed in the universe or some dumbass shit. I don't know. Outlawed in the universe called Passenger. He brings the Passengers back because when he was first locked up, they went back into the void or whatever the heck. You know, back into pretty much like it's ex- not really extinction because they were just placed somewhere else. But eh, kind of. So, um, freaking. What happened after that was that she. He tried to, like, you know, talk to her telepathically. Give her, like, visions and shit, you know? About what the hell is going on and all this extra freaking crap. So, I'm over here like, okay, who the fuck's you? The thing's just freaking confusing, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. But Vinder and Yaz are trying to figure out how the hell to help this, like, you know, freaking triangle thing. And trying to help Demuri be back to being able to, you know, fix time again. Because the Flux came and went through them and basically hurt one of them. And one of them died. Poor, girl. Poor girls. Didn't even get the name here. But... Ah... Uh, Freaking, I'm, I'm trying to remember. Freaking poor girls. But, um, one of, one of them died. Yeah. One of them died, and she needs to be repaired because they're basically kind of like, they're kind of like holograms a little bit. Not like freaking, um, some other shit. They're they're kind of there, but they're not there. It's weird. It's like they're living on another plane type of thing, you know. It's weird. But then freaking Swarm actually went to go get Azure, and then Azure was like living as like a totally different lady and stuff in like the middle of nowhere with a guy, married to him and everything. And I'm over here freaking confused because that doesn't make no sense either. We went to go get her. Got her. Thought it was cool. Thought it was bomb, jiggity bomb and shit. And, um. Freaking. My eyes hurt. I'm sorry. I'm just also trying to remember. Because, like, it's so much information in my mind is like bombarded with all the information because like a lot of it doesn't piece together so it's like what's happening you know what i mean but yeah besides that um yeah he went to go get azure got her and then they actually went to the planet called time and found bender and yes who were trying to fix the thing and then swarm apparently knows everything and it's weird it's like does he know fucking everything? It's confusing. Makes no sense. I'm like, what the hell is going on? This shit just doesn't make sense. I'm not gonna lie. That's besides the point. Um. Then. Dancel in 2021. And freaking. And freaking. Um, she's trying to like stop the Santars. Well, also the doctor's trying to stop the Santars from the time of the Crimean Wars, like eighteen whatever the hell. And um, gotta adjust real quick. I'm over here like 
touch it. I'm okay. So... Freaking... Um... What happens is that, like, Dan tried to stop them in 2021. The doctor trying to stop them in the war, or Crimean War era. And, you know, Mary Sequel's like, I don't know what the hell is going on, but, like, you know, keep doing your thing, girl, get it. <laughs> you know, pretty much. <laughs> Mary Sequel was so nice. The lady that, like, you know, played Mary Sequel, fun. Love her. She's nice. Um, I think I've seen her before, but I do not remember where I've seen her before. Besides that, um, freaking, uh, whatchamacallit happened. So, the doctor was helping Mary Seacole right now, and the human, and all the other humans, trying to defeat the Santars and shit. She figured, to Mary Seacole, smart ass lady, she records everything, anything. Figure out, like, you know, their schedule and their sleep pattern. Basically, like, their sleep patterns because they're, like, asleep for, like, only seven minutes of the day. It's plastic. That's plastic. Sorry. Confusing. But, um, he figures out their sleep pattern. And the Sontars are only, like, asleep for, like, seven minutes of the day. Pretty much. To, you know, power down, chillax. And shit, and you know, refuel because they can't freaking breathe Earth's air. And the doctor put two and two together because, of course, Mary Seacole didn't freaking know that. Um, so she figured this out, then went to go to the Santars area and such, and was like, Okay, cool, I got y'all. We're doing this shit my way. Freaking, um. Freaking, what happens next is, is that, like, she did get to defeat the Sontars, but then the freaking, the freaking, um, guy. British general guy is a freaking dick. Like always, there's already there's always that one guy that's always a dick, and always wants to be rude as hell for no freaking reason, man. Cause she's basically like, okay, Santars, don't be doing this shit. I want no more bloodshed. Y'all chillax and go the fuck back where you came. Then the freaking guy is fucking aiming a gun at her, and it's like, oh. You don't speak for us. I speak for us. I'm ready to freaking play war with with this motherfucker. Well, even though he, even though the sometimes literally obliterated the hell out of his people, he's like he's alive. He's dumb as hell. Well, when she finally got the sometimes to leave, he freaking blew them up. And he's like, that didn't need to happen. And then also because of. Um, time being out of whack there was something wrong with the tardis and such but the tardis finally got back to like you know her form we call her we call the tardis a her because it just makes sense but um the the tardis freaking after all of this happening was like way out of loop, finally like aligned back at least a little bit. So she went to go get freaking Dan and left Mary Seacole with the freaking, um, you know, whatchamacallit, the freaking general guy that's a dumbass, by the way. I hate him. And okay, sorry, I'm trying to like wrap this up because I only have 15 more minutes and I think I can figure it out. But after all of this happening, she's like, what the fuck? You know? 
And then Dan, she gets Dan. Dan stops them on his end. Then Dan tries, Dan and her goes to find Yaz, but doesn't know where Yaz is. But then Swarm takes over the controls again. And freaking takes takes over the controls of the TARDIS, brings her to where the hell she needs to be. Then they meet once again. Then Swarm put Vinder and Yaz in place of the Muries because the Muries have enough stability in their system to be able well enough power in their like whole like system in general to freaking um stabilize time and if it goes through like a human and whatever the hell vendor is because it was never explained whatever the hell vendor is um whatever then it would pretty much like cook them alive type of stuff and then um that's pretty much the end of that episode because that's where it leaves off because Swarm's about to freaking kill him so then freaking hard cut that's how freaking episode 3 starts hard cut it's named Bell's story I'm like who the hell is this don't know. Confused. Okay. Okay. So Belle. Cute. Cute as hell. Love her. She's over here. She's trying to, you know, find her way through the world. She's like camping out a different site. She's trying to like, you know, keep it moving. Trying to she was in when I first meet her, she's in a uh dialect sector, as she calls it. And then she moves again. She thinks she's gonna find salvation somewhere else. And then She ends up freaking, um, freaking finding a sector that has, like, the Cybermen, which then I'm confused again, because, like, why is the Dalek and the Cybermen also in a freaking episode? And also with the Weeping Angels? What the hell is going on? This shit's confusing. The thing don't make sense. I'm confused. But anyway, back to Belle's hard cut. Then she's trying to, you know, get out of there. She finds a little party and ship that's, like, left behind. She gets in it, you know, drives off and stuff. She's like, okay, I'm out of here. Toodles, basically. Park cut back into whatever the hell the doctor's doing. So the doctor decides to put her and her friends and Vendor, who's extra, into the middle of a time storm. And then the time storm, of course, um separates them and puts them in their own time streams of what did happen what could have happened in the lives they could have led and did lead x y and z so i'm over here like okay cool vibes love that that's fun and that's how she learned that she used to be on the planet of time before and met swarm before and all of this was before but she was also ruth which is like the mysterious extra doctor that no one has any idea where the hell she's placed, but they're thinking it's before the first doctor even came into play in 1969. That's where they're thinking that where the hell she comes in. But whatever, it happens. And then freaking, they try to solve all the freaking, they try to solve all the problems. She did, she did get to get them pulled out of the time stream because she asked Demiris for Demiris' help once again because that's what she did in the past. So she helped, so she asked for Demiris' help once again. And Demiris gave them her help and she was trying to figure out what the hell is going on with this piece of the puzzle that she's trying to fix. And um, this piece of the puzzle that she's trying to fix so she knows who the hell she is because basically... Now there's extra time that she doesn't know what the hell is going on. Pretty much. Excuse me. That's pretty much what happens there. But then when she gets out of it, she's able to, you know, you know, do her thing. She, she, the, the swarm is like, the swarm. Swarm is like, okay, I'll meet you again, whatever. Um, she was able to fix time, she was able to fix time because she got the Miri back in place because the Flux got time out of place in the first place. 
was able to stop the flux because the flux is basically time in general and fix everything. But then whatever the hell happened, the damage was already done. So now she's trying to fix it in the next three episodes. So then in the fourth episode, she meets Claire once again. We love Claire. I love Claire. Claire's nice. Claire Claire got um freaking spoofed, basically. By a weeping angel into into the, into 1965. She, I mean, she's basically in this town called Meadowton, known as the cursed, the cursed village. And how it begins out is that there's this old lady, and there's this old lady, and she's like, oh. She's talking to um, the pastor at the church, talking to him, and she's like, count the gravestones. And he's like, I know that there's only 92, so there's no need for me to count it. And she's like, well, you need to check again, because there's one more gravestone. You know? And he's like, you know, I don't believe in that freaking hippie bullshit, basically. I'm still the man of the cloth. She's like, count it again. See what happens. She then leaves him. And then he gets freaking um, taken. Not taken, but like, transported somewhere else. And it gets transported somewhere else by the by a weeping angel. Because he ends up in front of a weeping angel. Because he didn't notice that statue before. So, this statue is a weeping angel takes him and such and then he gets to be transported to wherever the hell he went because i never figured out where the hell he went but they already took this little girl named peggy but peggy's in 1901 where yaz and freaking dan get taken to as well yaz and dan gets taken into 1901 because uh, a different angel also got them. That's where they were transported to. And then Eustatius, my favorite, Dr. Eustatius, he's a psychologist. Um, Eustatius is with Claire, and Claire has a weeping angel inside of her. And basically, whatever the weeping angel is inside of is a weeping angel. So then all of that happens, and then she, the doctor, tries to enter Claire's mind and such. So then she does. And then Claire has the weeping angel inside of her. So then the weeping angel is like, okay, I have some demands. I, ha- I have knowledge on whatever the hell the division is about. And that's who the doctor's trying to find. They're trying to find, you know, division. Why did they take that information from her and who the hell she used to be and all that stuff? So then um, she's like, I can give you the information you need if you help me. So then she agrees to help her. And then um, the angels start to do quantum extraction, which just is all to freaking take a different freaking angel. But then the angel freaking double crosses the um double crosses the doctor and is like well they want you more than me so i'm gonna let them take you so then the doctor turns into a weeping angel so i'm over here like what the fuck so then so then when that happens i'm over here like what the heck and then it's another hard cut. Because there's a hard cut at the end of episode three, which showed. Okay, sorry, my bad. Which also showed um, Belle by herself talking to a hologram of Fender. And I'm like, oh, you're supposed to see Fender. And such. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Whatever. 
And then it hard cuts to Vendor trying to find Bell, but then Bell is on this planet where Azure was was a passenger trying to take all these people, use their life forces and shit to power up this thing. Power up this thing so they could get into division because division is in between two different universes which they put into the freaking show to basically be like yeah they are mul- there are multiple freaking versions multiple universes in existence in x y and z and i'm like okay i like how they use that theory because they definitely didn't talk about it before so that's cool but um the hard cut at the end was basically Vendor finding, um, was Vendor not finding Bell, but Bell leaving something for him on a different planet. Found it and was like, okay, now I know where you're going. So then she tried leaving coordinates, but then she babbled on too long and then it cut off and she, he couldn't find her, but then, but then figured out how to find her. So it's okay. Um, then. The next episode, ah. the freaking doctor is actually taken to the vision because Swarm and Azure like pretty much made it happen. How the hell they're making it seem? And um, basically, Yazdan and Eustatius. We're trying to, because they were stuck in 1901, we're trying to figure out a way to get into, to get back to the doctor, to find the doctor and see what the hell is going on. You know? It's basically what the hell they were trying to do for like, from 1901 to like 1904. That's what they were trying to do for like three years. But um, they finally did. They did get back to the doctor because the doctor was stuck in the vision. And then actually, the doctor divided because of um something. I'm forgetting what it was. The doctor actually became divided between became three different versions of herself. And then what happens is, then what happens is is that she's actually. Finds Yazdan and Eustatius, gets them off of wherever the hell. Not really gets them, gets them off because she actually gets back to them because of her TARDIS, because she was trying to get into her TARDIS. Um, gets to where Yazdan and Eustatius are, meets Kate again, because like Kate, Kate's the um, head of unit, which he, which he, well, when she was. When she was a he, um, didn't like unit as like a whole, but she made it better. So, yeah. So pretty much she knows who the hell the Grand Servant is. Knows that he's trying to do some dodgy shit. And she's like, I know you're trying to do dodgy shit. I ain't gonna freaking let it happen. Because guess what? I ain't stupid. I know who the fuck she is. So yeah, he was trying to kill her. And then it didn't work because, you know, the doctor's there and she's like, no. <laughs> She's like, no. And then Kate's like, no. Which is funny. And then, um, when all this is going on, um, Bender and Belle actually end up back together, get back into the TARDIS, and there's two doctors in the TARDIS and shit, and it's funny. Then they freaking save and figure out that freaking head of division is her is her fucking mom well the person who found her which is so funny well you're like what okay whatever um it was so funny because then they because freaking swarm and azure was all trying to do this for a purpose trying to fix time into the way that they wanted to be fixed and then they couldn't do it and then they took the doctor with them like they do. 
like they did and then fucking after that time talk time basically was like you know fuck you guys you're out now and then time talked to just the doctor and told the doctor that everything must come to an end don't think you basically live forever just because you're the timeless child and such everything must come to an end at some point but pretty much time is like you'll probably find a way to stop it we'll see what happens though so yeah that's pretty much all of the freaking season 13 and i won't be here so fucking confused i'm happy that bell and vendor found each other again and that was nice there's like a big conspiracy theory that bell and vendor are basically the doctor's parents I'm like, ooh, that's interesting, but you can still follow me on all the social medias that I mentioned before and in all the other episodes, and I will see y'all in the next one. Bye. Happy birthday to me.